Madness Sisters to Whitehall Lane, uh, or so we like to say anyway. Uh, I'm Jim, back from a week away, and I'll be your maitre d' for this podcast, serving you up the finest Spurs-related content you didn't even know you don't need to hear. Uh, <laughs> joining me tonight is our Champagne on Ice, our Chateau Neuf de Pape, our a la carte offering of Tottenham Splendour. It's Ash. Good afternoon. How are you doing? All right, thanks, mate. I'm all right. Uh, alongside him is our steak tartare, our prefix, our richest dish best served in small portions. It's Jules. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> Still fine. <laughs> I thought that was the most generous introduction of Ash ever. So I'm going to get both barrels in. I know exactly what's coming my way from Jules. <laughs> Uh, do you know why I've gone with a the French theme? We're in, in Rene on the, uh, Thursday, aren't we? Yeah, that and also, <laughs> um, I mean, basically that, but also Patrick Vieira is French. Um, ah, so boo. I thought, you know, we can bookend it either way and with a bit of French. But, but you know, before we get on to Fran- French things, um, do you know who's top of Syria, uh, Ash? Don't make me say it. Please don't make me say it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> They've won every game, and they Jose, Jose fucking Mourinho has won every single game. <laughs> and he tore up the and he tore up the sideline to go sprint and jump in a celebration with his players last night. Yeah, um, fully what? back to being Jose. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a 92nd minute winner, and it was his thousandth game in management as well. And it's just uh, so fucking depressing. So <laughs> I felt I saw a stat where um. I think the first four games under Mourinho, we scored 13 goals. <laughs> that's, that's not the Mourinho I remember watching. <laughs> and we're on three and four so far this season. So I have which, made a good decision here. Yeah, of which one was from open play. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Uh, so how's your week been, Ash? Um, yeah, not too bad. I went and watched an old man wet a baby's head at the weekend. How was how was yours? I oh, assume oh, you went to a christening, not just I some did. weird kind of oh. dark car park fantasy. You can argue a christening is some weird sort of fantasy, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, one of those Catholic things that Italians do. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Jules? What's what's going on in the world of wherever you are? Uh, not too much. I have my, my final game of preseason. I scored a goal. I know. Big up. Um, <laughs> and then we had a uh, team social. We went to Flight Club. I don't know if you guys have ever oh, been I to Flight, Flight Club. Club. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, Which one did you go to? Uh, one in Angel. Um, and it was good fun. The only thing is, I, it still requires a basic level of being able to throw a dart to the ball, <laughs> which I really lack. So no matter like how forward you it's funny, you get some people on the team who will be like really good footballers and they can't hit it for Toffee. Um, and then you get like that one like chubby centre back who's on the bench the whole time. But tell you what, he's got an arm that's absolutely perfect. He can nail that. So clearly we know where he spends his time. Must be, must be doing some other kind of uh, <laughs> practice. Uh, I, was, I was 50% of that centre back. I was, I was the chubby <laughs> bit. <laughs> Not so much the arm. <laughs> Uh, well, I had a nice week in deepest, darkest Scotland. Did you have many whiskies? Uh, I had a few whiskies, yeah. Um, you know how a couple of weeks ago we were slagging off every every town everywhere? <laughs> uh, just going to add to that list Aberdeen. 
What's what's so bad about Aberdeen? Oh, it's just grim. Like it's called the Granite City because every every all the buildings are made out of granite. Uh, and it just looks grey and miserable. Um, <laughs> this could be fair. Man from Stockport. I was gonna say this. That's just my image of everywhere north of Cambridge. To be fair, it's just grey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're such we're such fucking southerners, Ash. <laughs> it's bad. It's I, do, bad. Do you know what as well? I went I went to Jim's uh, Jim's sort of hometown um, with work not that long ago, um, and actually it's quite nice. So yeah. there you go. Maybe we should maybe we shouldn't you know be some critical of it. Yeah, some of it's well, all right. Speaking of Stockport, just to make us all feel a bit better, how are they getting on, Jim? Um, so, um, <laughs> not well. <laughs> There's a few uh, angry tweets. <laughs> uh, we so far have won one game out of five. Uh, got absolutely dicked 3 0 at home at weekend. Um, this feels very, very similar. It's <laughs> yeah. close, it? uh, we've scored two goals in five games. Um, we've also weirdly kept three clean sheets. But then, on two or three occasions, conceded three. So, you know. this is this is amazingly similar. Are you just, just like the League Two version of us? I wish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, speaking of um, three nil embarrassments, mm. uh, Jules, um, defeat for Tottenham at weekend, three nil at uh, at Crystal Palace, uh, penalty from uh, Wilfred Zaha, two debut goals from Odson Edward, and a red card for Jeff at Tanganga uh, just before the hour mark. Um, bit of a mess, wasn't it, really? Oh, it was a shocker. It's one of those days where everything goes wrong that could possibly go wrong. Um, and that and that's the case with individuals like Tanganga will come on to. Mm. Um, the midfield, which is awful. The injuries to Dyer and Mora have started the season really positively. Um, but I just think all over the pitch... We lost our 50-50s. We were absolutely outplayed with the ball. They had more than 60% possession, and that's worrying when that's Crystal Palace. Um, and we got outsmarted in the key moments. So, you know, we certainly can't complain about it. We It was comprehensive, um, and it, it's posed a lot of questions and a lot of frustration for me. Mm. So there you go. The I think one of the worst parts about it for me was before the game, as a football player, uh, football player, Vieira had only lost one game in 16 against Spurs. <laughs> and it looks like it's just following him into management as well. Those fucking gooners that we just can't. Uh, that generation of gooners, I should specify, because this lot are a bit shit. <laughs> that generation of gooners. I think they, they, I don't know, he definitely put in, you know, he's, he's clearly prioritised that centre mid and he brought in Conor Gallagher on, on loan who you know I've mentioned before I think is a really nice player he absolutely dominated in that central area of the pitch and we had three fucking doppelgangers all of whom were tweedle dumb tweedle shit and tweedle shitter it was awful <laughs> and it it was frustrating as well because you could see all the flaws that were going to be there but we also had two very good midfielders on the bench who would have been interesting kind of alternatives in that area but we persisted with these three kind of really robotic useless dipshits yeah there was a um pass map that i saw that compared conor gallagher to harry winks and mm. 
if you it kind of looks like little lines of spaghetti on the plate and I can tell you which one of them was a, a bit more starved than the other it was <laughs> I, I wouldn't have to I wouldn't have to describe it fucking hell wings so it just what does he do behind the scenes to keep getting games like if I was that bad consistently I can't just turn up and just be like oh yeah but I, I care really I, I care loads this is really important to me like, He's in all of our promotional videos and everyone, everyone else is off on international duty. But there's a reason, which is that everyone else is getting called up for their country and he's left back at the fucking lodge. <laughs> like, he's absolutely useless. But so he got battered. But, you know, sentiment is only one part of the story. I think at centre-back, and this is maybe the first time I've seen this in a game, do you know we had three different centre-back partnerships in that 90 minutes of football? Because we started, and, and by the way, that wasn't our preferred one after having had three clean sheets at the start of the season. <laughs> we have two centre-backs returning from South America after quarantine and can't play. Then, <laughs> so we started with Dyer Tanganga, Dyer who's done really well, gets injured early mm. on. <laughs> so then you have Tanganga, Rodon, Tanganga just completely loses his head and goes off on an absolutely fucking mad mad mission, which we'll come to in a sec. And then you end up with Rodon Davies for the final third of the game. Davies then gives away a penalty, being an idiot. Um, that's about <laughs> as bad and as unlucky. I, I don't blame the manager. I just, no. like, like, he can't help that yeah. situation at the back, can they? they? were the right options at the time. Like, the right mm-hmm. options were to start Tanganga and Dyer and then to bring in Rodon, and then he had no choice. You have to play... Ben Davies, who's just he's a bit mare, isn't he? Like if he went on to Love Island, he'd just be that guy who was just friends with everyone and never never yeah. really got into a relationship. The one that Dr. goes Alex. quite far through it because you don't nobody votes him out because they don't have a strong enough opinion on him or just forget <laughs> that he's there and they're like, Oh shit, it's nearly we should need to get rid of this guy now. It's crap. Uh, <laughs> I thought though I just kind of uh looking back at that game, uh Ash, I think part of the, the problem is obviously the disruption in the defence, which he, mm-hmm. Nuna can't really do much about, uh, in fairness to him. Um, but two things that stood out to me were that there was a lot of mistakes that you just can't, as a manager, legislate for. Just kind of basics that, kind of mistakes that shouldn't be happening. Um, but then it did seem to me at the same time, like Nuno didn't really... I don't know, like, I'm not sure whether he, I don't know whether it's whether he didn't want to make any changes, but didn't really seem like he had any answers to the mm. questions that Palace were posing. And I wonder whether it's all just a big conspiracy, because I said at the um, start of the season that Palace would go down, and obviously I'm going to end up looking <laughs> a complete tit again, aren't I? Because <laughs> Nuno definitely I'm... listens to this and thinks, I need to get Jim back. <laughs> I was the only one at the start of the season who said that Palace might be all right. You're all right, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that was just you being French, wasn't it? And you've all got to stick up for each other. You basically (laughs) nothing to do with red or black, and so far it looks like you've found the right (laughs) ones. Yeah, no, it's it is a bit. um, We've just it's an issue we've had since like the end of Pochettino, where we just can't seem to keep the ball very well, no matter who we're playing or who, who we're putting on the pitch. And it doesn't matter what midfielders we put out there. We just seem a bit shit at keeping the ball. But the game obviously changed on the red card. And I mean, personally, the first... Oh, here we go. No, 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 no. They're both, they're both yellow cards. They're both yellow cards. Okay, <laughs> what I was going to say is, 
I was perfectly happy to see Tanganga get the first yellow card, just hear him shout at Zaha, fuck off you pussy old. <laughs> that was totally worth it for me. And I'd watch it again and again. Because he's just... Ah, he infuriates me, Zaha. Do you not think that is the most, like, stupid fight to pick? Like, it's, honestly, like... For I, who? I just, I don't <laughs> know, it's the one that makes you angriest, doesn't it? If you're a coach, that's the one that, that angers you because it's something you just don't need to do. Um <laughs> Tanganga, you're not some fucking road man. Like, I don't yeah. care if you call some player like a pussy. Like, it's so irrelevant. Like, get on with the job of playing football. No yeah. one's at the end like, oh, well, it's all all right that we lost 3-0 because you were the big man there. Like, no, no fuck it. I want, I want all our players. I want all our players to call every other player a dickhead. Every, every single game, I want to see that sort of shit. Uh, especially Zaha. Like, he, he just drives me nuts. And the reason he drives me nuts is because he's so incredibly talented. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason he drives you nuts is jealousy. Yeah, it, a little, it is. It is. And I'm not afraid to admit it. But it's just he runs into players because he wants free kicks. And then he goes nuts when he gets a free kick. He's like, what the fuck do you want, Zaha? What are you trying to get out of this? It's like he, as, if, as if he would have done that in the same situation. So, Jim, was was Ash a Burnley fan in his previous life? Because he seems to just want everyone just to tackle and call the opposition a dickhead. Yeah, Jules. I mean, we've we've thrown about some insults, (laughs) (laughs) accusing a man of being associated with Burnley is just fucking rude. (laughs) (laughs) Both. Um, (laughs) No, um, I I mean, I. I watched it back a couple of times because I wondered whether it was uh, a kind of classic case of a player being sort of dragged into the heat of the moment and getting, you know, Tanganga just being wound up and reacting. But then I looked at it again and I thought, I'm, I'm not sure I would be bothered by that reaction from Zahar because it did look like he was just kicking off at what he thought was a late tackle. Um and and the other thing I thought was it was he, <laughs> it was quite funny that Tanganga is obviously just a bit of a tank. And I thought if this does actually <laughs> kick off, there's only going to be one winner here. <laughs> I, I don't I don't doubt that he would have won in the fight, but it's just it, it's not a boxing match. Yeah, and like he 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 com, you know he committed a really cynical yellow card offence, and I'm all for that. Right in the right moment, that was the you know the player injured further up the pitch. I don't blame him for it. Mm-hmm. Getting in a fight, I just think if you, it's quite rare. There are quite few players who are better for having like started to wind up someone else. Usually, it's a sign that their own head goes first. Mm. And five minutes later, he commits the daftest, uh, you know, yellow card offence, which was just it was like telegraphed. And you just know if you're a smart player in that situation, the crowd are baying for you. The wingers on your case. The referee is thinking one more tackle from that guy, and he's going. Mm. You know that your club is like short of like three centre backs. <laughs> yeah. This is the one moment to just stay but calm. There was that moment in his head, like you can see, because he he sort of pulled his legs out, and I imagine the thought process in his mind was exactly the same as mine when I'm just about to criticise my girlfriend's cooking. <laughs> I imagine for <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Can I just say something about this dish? And then immediately regrets that sentence. Basically yeah. What you did. yeah, basically, like, it could have done with a bit more salt. Uh, yeah. but... <laughs> I was just about to say, yeah, this is really nice, but it could have done with a bit more... Uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just really nice. Uh, it's, it's nice. <laughs> Great, thank you. <laughs> oh. 
No, and I, th- and, and, and I think the one thing that stands out to me from the game, and I don't know, Ash, if you'd agree, because I feel like you've always championed Tanganga quite a lot. Um, I, I still think he's a very good right back. Right? Yeah. He's clearly a very good one-to-one defender. But every time I see him play at centre-back, he shows he doesn't have the composure and the mental sort of uh, the, yeah, the mental side of the game, I feel, to be as good as centre-back. And this, for me, exacerbated that. This is a game where it's like, if you played him at right-back, I think he would have been okay. But at centre-back, he was all over the shop. Yeah, this is probably quite shit for a podcast, but we all agree. <laughs> I'm sure they <laughs> want some sort of content. But well, no, yeah, he's, to me, I've, I think I've always said it as well. To me, he's an, he's a good defensive centre-back. Uh, right-back, sorry. Good defensive right-back. He just hasn't, I don't know, he's, he's just not dominant enough as a centre-back, or like you said, composed, to be um, anything better than a, I don't know, top-level top championship centre-half. So... He, we we always we always put these players on a pedestal when they're one of our own like we did when Winks first came out like everyone's like oh my god this is the new fucking what did what did Poch call him the uh, English Iniesta or some shit like <laughs> we always do this when they're our own players I love but, it when uh, shit names like that are like one of my favourite <laughs> things <laughs> the Cardiff Cafu yeah all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wonder as well, you mentioned centre-backs, uh, Jules, but something that stood out to me, I was watching one of, um, I re-watched that chance in the first half, I think it was, um, uh, what's he called, Conor Gallagher. Mm. Um, nice ball square to him from Zahar, and, and he kind of flies it straight at um, Luis. But I mean, I thought the defending leading up to that was pretty terrible out wide as well. It was like... Um, Spurs seem to lack a bit of tactical, like positional discipline all throughout the game. And at times it was kind of like uh, it was just all a little bit too easy for Crystal mm. Palace to get in behind and, and kind of cut through the defence like butter, which is a bit of a surprise and not what I would expect, I think, from from a Nuno team. Yeah, and, well, I, I think it comes back to when the personnel gets shifted around like that. Um, you know, we were we were fluid in all the wrong areas and static in all the <laughs> in all the right ones. Um, make of that what you will. But you know, I think it's a shame as well that you know Royale made his debut. I actually think in a in a weird way, you know, some man just talk about protecting a player and not throwing them in to a rough situation, mm. putting him in when he hasn't trained with basically anyone yet at right back against I would argue probably maybe the the best one on one winger in the league. Um, when you've got Tanganga running around like a headless chicken next to you, it, it, it was a sort of recipe for disaster. Mm. Um, and I think the idea that Nuno seemed to have was like, well, if we make the middle really congested and difficult, that'll keep them away. But it really, it just funneled them straight into our weak spot, which was kind of out wide, as you say. They, I think they really, really kind of had a field day there. And in reality, it's it, it's a bad day office um we were mice picked apart by eagles it was shit um <laughs> you know i mean the I thing think, <laughs> the, the thing i, I took like away sat on that one Jill. <laughs> <laughs> just a little while but i'll say one thing just before ash just before ash jumps in i saw after the game and i think it was about three hours after an athletic article which is probably like fifty thousand fucking words long saying how <laughs> It, the honeymoon period is over for Tottenham now. 
Uh, yeah, I saw that one. It was like t- uh, it's with something like Nuno faces his first real crisis or something. Yeah, like, it's, it's just for, it's just one loss. Like for first real chill crisis, out. having just one manager of the month and then being unlucky in his first game. I was like, my, like the overreaction level that we have in football is mad. And the one thing I want to preach and practice myself throughout the season is a bit of patience. <laughs> one game, it was shit. We move on. We yeah. let it go. Yeah, there was all sorts of extenuating circumstances. It was fucking awful. And there are a few things in there to worry about because, you know, it's repeating uh, offences, if you will, about our, the errors that you mentioned and, you know, the lack of possession and a bit of static up front. But um, there was all sorts of things going on. So we moved past it. The, the thing I took away uh, took away from the game most was Crystal Palace did this really, really strange thing, which i didn't think could would be possible which they brought a striker off the bench did you know we were allowed the backup striker i thought that was what was against the rules <laughs> it's a self-imposed you know we like to make life difficult for ourselves <laughs> and he scored as well the bastard <laughs> why did we get him we needed a striker they got him for like what 18 mil he's a, he's a perfect backup striker as well isn't he but i think we have to kind of recognize that They've invested, I think, quite well as a club yeah. in other areas of the pitch this year. I think they also ended up holding on to Kane, which wasn't always a sort of obvious thing that would happen. So I don't blame it. He had a very quiet day by comparison, didn't he? Yeah, uh, I was just uh, I was just thinking then when you mentioned him that I I forgot in my kind of notes for the pod to even mention him uh <laughs> which is is uh you know certain players aren't there where um like for example a good cdm uh in a 4231 is has had a good game if you don't notice him yeah your um world-class striker <laughs> very much has not had a good game if you don't notice <laughs> <laughs> um just on the subject of of kind of uh, of being anonymous um somebody uh one of us tweeted uh, uh the spider-man meme of them all staring at each other um copycatting somebody else i have to say <laughs> 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 with the uh with the talk that the midfield three are all the same basically and there's not there's not enough to differentiate between them and offer um offer a little bit of uh of kind of tactical difference do you think um do you think ash that's something to be worried about or um uh, do you just throw it in with the same kind of bad day at the office kind of uh yeah, yeah we're, we're missing too many players I that's not his first choice midfield three um let's be like and and Dembele, he's not yet ready I, i'd have no doubt we'll sit in Dembele on thursday so yeah don't worry about it it's shit that we have all three of those in our books when one of them needs to go mm. but um yeah don't worry about it move on it's fine like don't worry <laughs> it's the sun is out again we're getting like a late summer it's nice Life's it's good. quite <laughs> nice actually, i think i think what one thing is that um ash you're spot on with there but hopefully is a, le- is a lesson for us is over the season like i don't blame Nuno for go, for getting it wrong and being like, well, maybe I'll try Winks in there and see if he keeps the ball better. Yeah. I don't blame him for being like, well, maybe I can be the guy who makes Tanganga calm, mm. the, fuck, calm the fuck down at centre-back. But you, you get maybe like a couple of games where you make those mistakes and the fans don't find it annoying. But for me now, the lesson is like, okay, you can see never, ever, ever 
play those three in combination together. Like, Winks is an understudy to one of the other two. Tanganga is a right-back. He's not a centre-back. And certainly not a centre-back and a four. So, though, like, it's okay that it happens. It was a bad day at the office, as Jim said. But let's just learn the lessons and please not see those two players in that way again. (laughs) Jim, have you done any research on Wrens? Because I think we've had enough about Crystal Palace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you were... You stole my thunder there, Ash. That was, that was rude. <laughs> just like we stole someone's meme. <laughs> I was just thinking, as you were saying, I hope I don't see those players playing in those positions again. I kind of mentally drifted off and just... The, the thing going through my head was, this season I'm enjoying watching football in the same way that I enjoy dental surgery. <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, moving on, like you say. Um, Thursday, Europa Conference League. Um, Spurs are away at Rennes, or Stade Rennes, if you prefer, or if you're from the Tom Fenley School of French pronunciation, Rennes. Um, <laughs> Uh, finished sixth in Ligue 1 last season um, after finishing third the season before, uh, which had been, I think that was their best ever um, season back then. Um, won the Coupe de France a couple of years ago. Um, had a couple of good players coming through their uh, through their ranks in recent years. Um, Edouard Mendy probably being the highlight of them. Um, until this summer as well, one of the kind of key players for Rennes was uh, Stephen Nzonzi. Remember him? Uh, he was knocking about for Blackburn in about 2004, and somehow he's uh, still playing in, in Syria now. So, um, but yeah, it'll be an interesting game this one. Um, yeah, until... I'm sorry that it wasn't as excited as one of those absolute nobody teams that have like a train track yeah, running through the stadium. That must have been a bit more so boring for you. Not quite as fun as like you know that I, I want to. I want to do a preview of that club that's got the train station behind its uh, ground. That looks amazing. But, um, funnily enough, Ren were managed until the back end of last season by Julian Stefan, who I thought uh, Spurs should have looked at, but um, they're not anymore. And I've had a look through their um, through their current uh, list, uh, their squad list, and nobody stands out. <laughs> They've but, just sold Camavinga though, to be fair, haven't they? Yeah. He, would have, he would have been the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um looks like they play a four three two one. Um or a four one four one, depending on who they're playing against. Um they've not started this season very well. Um five points from five games, and I can tell you any team with five points from five games tends to be <laughs> 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 Um but, uh Jules, what can you tell me about the revolt of the paper timber? I'm no, sorry, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Is that is that a French sorry. riot? Surely not. That never happens. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Rennes is a very historic city in Brittany. It's the capital of Brittany. Uh, it looks very nice, actually. And in 60, it was famous in 1675 for, uh, for its residents revolting uh, against uh, a new tax that was introduced on a type of paper that was needed um, to authenticate official documents. Um, and they all kicked off and got angry in the way that they, they, they tend to do. Um, and it looks like in the end, that was the end of it. And they carried on paying the taxes anyway, which just went home and told to be quiet. <laughs> um, Ash, if you were to go out for some local specialities in Wren, uh, what would you expect to be on your plate? 
would it be incredibly incredibly insensitive to say snails or frogs legs <laughs> wrong air, wrong air of the country man is it what about duck um still, yeah. still you're a bit you're, you're a bit northwest it's a bit more coastal it's a ah, bit more coastal those are fish good so, fish yeah you Got would you would start if you were having a three course you would start with a nice crepe uh who comes from uh Here's the end of one of those <laughs> originating then uh maybe with eggs and ham and cheese so basically a glorified omelet um <laughs> you may then for your main have a galette saucisse uh, which is basically like a sausage roll, but instead of making actually making a sausage roll, they've just taken a sausage, sausage and wrapped it in a crepe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, by the way. It's really good. And you would wash it down uh, with a nice glass, or more commonly served in a cup of Breton cider. Um, so there you are. You can uh, you can watch Spurs with some. Basically, some strong bow and a sausage roll from Greg's. I've suffered through this, but I will not have that last sentence. <laughs> That's where I draw the fucking line. <laughs> if any of our fans are lucky enough to be heading out there, definitely get galette saucisse because that is literally like, yeah, banging sausage roll, French style. But uh, they do, there's a dish there called um, poulet à citre, which is like, yeah, uh, chicken cooked in cider. And it is absolutely delicious. Like, have you? It's sort of the French equivalent of. Have you ever? Did you ever have like pork in like cooked with like apples when you're younger? Or was that yeah. just me? Yeah. Well, I'm well, not sure where being yeah. young is relevant, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. I, I don't know. I've never in my own flat been like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do tonight? <laughs> like, cook some cooked pork and chop up some apples to go with it. But I don't know. It's something my dad used to like doing. So I feel like apple it was sauce, a staple. Yeah. Yeah, it was a staple. But yeah, anyway, would recommend that. And the cider's really good, and it's not fucking strong, though. Mm. <laughs> if the queues are bad, do they have a Greg's? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really a fan of Breton cider, actually. I find it a bit, um, no, a bit strong, I think. Bit yeah, it's, it's, it's punchy. I feel like people who drink cider <laughs> in the U- UK are like usually drinking it because they don't. They don't want something which tastes as strong as beer. Yeah. Whereas in in Brittany, it's much more like this is this is the hard stuff. This is the <laughs> you know. Is the it a slightly equivalent of special brew? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first um, first started going to the pub when I was um, shall we say eighteen, and uh, <laughs> and um, I had three pints of this Breton cider, and. I was like, okay, three pints, that's fine. Got up to leave and like could barely walk. And I was like, am I really, really lightweight? Um, yes. I mean, no, but yeah, fair. Uh, <laughs> and I looked at the, uh, I looked at the board of what I'd actually been drinking. This cider was eleven <laughs> percent. No wonder I can't bloody walk. <laughs> we had one in. Um... One in Zanti when I was on one of those really stereotypical lads' holidays, and it was called something like White Bear or some. I can't remember. White, claw. Life of me. White, White no, claw. no, 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 no. It wasn't. It was something What's bear. About this idea, or? <laughs> no, this is lager. This is lager. But it like, it it just, it was gross. It was like 11 12 percent, but it was black as well. Ew. A black lager, yeah. So, 
don't don't have it. If you if you're in Zanti and you see a beer that has bear in its name, avoid it at all costs. Go and get a woo woo instead. Lad. <laughs> this is lad, lad. This is the we content. have gone off piece. We, we need to get back to it. Come on. Do you really want to talk about Tottenham still? <laughs> More than woo woos, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway um nice as that little uh that little discussion was um so ren on thursday uh in the conference league uh, you'd imagine uh, even with some rotation spurs should at least get something out of that game uh and then uh on to i think it's sunday is it sunday yeah it's sunday uh chelsea um which is um it's gonna be a really interesting game uh, i think um it's uh it's a it's been an interesting start to the season. Uh, it's it's a home game, which is is probably coming at a right a, a good time for Spurs really after the Palace game to be back at home. Um, and Chelsea, uh, in fairness, along with quite a few teams, have started the season uh, really well. Um, scored nine, conceded one. Uh, looks to me early doors like there could be a really interesting kind of four way title race potentially. And um, and this is this is going to be by some distance the uh, the biggest test so far, isn't it, Jules? Yeah, it is. Um, Chelsea were my title favourites. I think I'm. <laughs> that's not an unusual pick at the moment. Um, they just look absolutely like clutch. And Lukaku has come in and just immediately added the cutting edge, which was the only thing that they maybe missed last year was was that kind of out and out striker. Um, so yeah, I'm, I really fear them. And I also hate Chelsea, so it's, yeah. it's a really shitty day. Um, but the way the way I'd like to go into it is just to think. I agree with you with the with the four kind of leading the pack. There are eight games, which are just like free hits. Like you should expect eight losses, and then there's 30 winnable games in the season. What can you do with the rest? So for me, let's have fun. Let's give it a go, and let's at least just show up enough with the 50-50s with the commitment, which I think was the problem we ran into at Palace. Yeah, I'm kind of worried that, you know, it's a zero emission game, isn't it, or zero net carpet game, and I think they're going to uh, literally turn us into compost so they can chuck us up with the paper bags and the cup gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a fun yeah. one. No, it's, it's, it's one to pray and make yeah. a cup of tea and just sit through and hope it's not too bad. Yeah, maybe have one of those ciders if it's nearby. <laughs> <laughs> or three. Yeah. What would be a good result here, Ash? Uh, anything, uh, anything other than last year. Anything other than humiliation, to be honest. I'll take a one nil plus if it, if it, if, you know. Anything that doesn't absolutely destroy our confidence, like a four nil, would just be fucking horrible. I think it would be good to see a, and um, it may be a weird thing to say, but I'd quite like to see a game where both sides score. Mm. and see how Spurs can respond. Because every game so far, Spurs have either had a clean sheet or not scored. Um, and so they're not really yet kind of being tested in one of those games where it's, it's you know, you kind of pegged back, but in the game, if you like. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see that. Um, should we do some predictions? Go for it. Um so, uh, Ren, first of all, on Thursday away. Uh, what are you saying for that one, Ash? Could be anything. <laughs> I couldn't name a single one of their players. So, just for the hell of it, I'm going to say 2 0 Spurs. Nice. Uh, Jules? Uh, I'm going to say a one all draw. 
Ooh. This is fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, based on absolutely no insight whatsoever and just sticking my finger in the air, uh, I wrote down 2-1 Spurs. Nice. So, There's that substance for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm looking forward to uh, reconvening in a week's time when it's been like 4-0 Ren or 6-0 Spurs. And we're like, yeah, we, we'll call that one well. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that's going to be that there'll be a bit of rotation. Nobody will massively care about that one because it's only early in the Europa, uh, the Conference League, isn't it? Um, Chelsea, though, is one of those games that you kind of look forward to at the start of the season. Um, I've got a feeling there will be a bit of a response from Spurs after the Palace uh, debacle. Um, and as, uh, as good as Chelsea are... Um, they can be they can be pegged back, I think. Um, I think, I'd, I don't know why, I'm quite confident about this one. I've got a feeling it'd be quite a tight game. Uh, I'd expect Kane to be lively uh, and hopefully um, a bit more kind of stability at the back uh, will help. And I've gone for one all. Um, what say you, Jules? I'm, I'm feeling decidedly more negative than that. Well, then 1-1 one, one against Wren. <laughs> so I'm going to say, unfortunately, 3-1 uh, loss. I agree Kane might give them some difficulty, but I, I think that Lukaku with um, the kind of attacking players to load the bullets, as it were, that they've got um, will be too much for us. Yeah, I've been raving about Jorginho since the start of the Euros. I'm expecting him to drop an absolute stinker, make me look like an absolute dickhead. What, but, what Ballon, um, Ballon, Ballon d'Or Jorginho, according to any Italian that's ever lived, ever. Hey, he 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 got the two trophies that matters most in Europe. He deserves it, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's I can't I can't see us doing anything amazing. I think it'll be an open game. I think they'll force us to go forward and um, try and claw back something after they go ahead quite early so I'm gonna say 3-2 to Chelsea ah, you know that you're in trouble when I'm the optimistic one out of <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine okay well that was good um, I think we've said all we need to say this week there's not much else to um, to mull over unless you have got anything Ash just up the spurs Jules <laughs> If you're lucky enough to be going to Ren for that away game, enjoy some food and enjoy a nice away trip because it's been a while since anyone's gotten to do it. Have, have fun. Nice. Okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.